We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So late! Hello there. Welcome to the T.GG. <laughs> We finally have a name for it. We finally figured out a name. Yes. <laughs> Go get yourself a cup of tea or some coffee and sit down and we're going to have another spicy podcast for y'all today. I got to have the little finger out for the fans. Do you, what kind of tea do you have today? What are we on? I have this. This is um, it's from the Republic of Tea. It's so good. It's like a blackberry flavored like black tea and it's so good i love it so we both went with a fruit tea this week because i have like a fuck it's just called berry tea on the box it's some shit berry that. tea that's yeah. so like vague <laughs> well, what kind like, of berry is it? i have no fucking idea i should check the box it was from like aldi which i don't know if you guys have aldi or like little and shit like that you know what i don't i think we have yeah we have aldi's over here but i remember aldi specifically from like my time in europe so okay, yeah. but so i think they're over here too feet. though <laughs> there's definitely there's none like around where i live but i definitely think there are some in like when i lived in louisville kentucky i think there were some i don't know they like exist yeah well it's just some, yeah like, they it's exist. like a budget store so i saw just aldi, and I was like, I'll tell you aldi like i loved aldi like aldi fucks i swear <laughs> Honestly, I do like the majority of my shop at Aldi because people are like, oh, I want to go to Tesco and Morrison's. And if you don't know, if you're an American watching this, it's just your Walmart, Targets, whatever. It's just your <laughs> yeah, standard store. This. Do you not? It's crazy. Um, no. But they're like the slightly more expensive stores. And I, I'm good to do my shopping at a budget store. I got no beef with it. Like, I just Absolutely, had 100 yeah. cups of ominous berry tea for like 20 pence. <laughs> Girl, yes. So, Actually, um, this past Christmas... I got an electric kettle, and that shit, like, changed the game for me. Like, I love her so much. She boils water so fast. The one where you just, like, click it? Like, yeah! Okay. So this this, <laughs> so good. This, this was insane to me, because when I came over to the States, I remember everyone just had a coffee machine. I was like, so, kettle? And it was just not <laughs> a thing. And when I lived in Norwalk for, like, two months, I insisted on buying a kettle. I was like what yeah why would you not it's so easy and like right i mean we always had like a a stovetop kettle but i finally got an electric kettle and that boils water so fast i love it yeah it's much better 100% (laughs) but anyway let's stop talking about our tea methods (laughs) get into the episode so what do we have today miss chelly tell us so i think we're gonna stick with our regulars our little index of today our contents, if you will. Um, we're going to revisit Smash Twitter. Um, we are going to revisit our Ooh. memories so that we can live as... Oh, spicy Smash Twitter. Um, we're Not the Smash in... Twitter. Uh, what a wild week Smash Twitter has been. Uh, it's the 27th of March right now. And it's been a wild week, but we're going to focus on some more of the tournament-heavy Smash Twitter yeah. debates that we've been getting into. 
Um, but hello, I swear to God, March, like, I thought it was, like, March 1st yesterday. How is March already over? <laughs> what the heck? Someone said the other day that, like, we were 20% of the year already, and I was like... What? I was like, shut life, the fuck up. <laughs> life in this panorama is just, does not exist. Time does not exist. It really doesn't. I fucking, I remember visiting with my roommate uh, at this park, and I was like, damn, it always feels like I was here yesterday. Nine months. It's been nine months since I just visited this park. <laughs> I've just been stuck in my little hole, like, in this room. I know. So, to to kind of stop us thinking about the shitty little hole we're stuck into, we are going to revisit some memories of a beloved tournament, which we'll get into yes. later on in the line. And then we're going to get a little creative with this, and we will ask subscribers or viewers or whatever the fuck you're doing uh, to reply in the comments what you would do, but we'll get into that later. That's a secret. For now, yeah, we'll let's get into that later. The, the Smash Twitter. So, Shall we? Go, you can take it, take it away. <laughs> Alright, so today we're going to be talking about, I don't know, it wasn't like a huge, huge topic in Smash Twitter, but there was a tiny little bit of discourse around netplay versus IRL tournaments, um, and kind of like the pros and cons of each tournament. Um, I guess there was some talk about which format is like more valuable. I don't, like consistent. I, don't, I guess consistent, yeah, yeah not valuable, consistent. Um, and I guess, yeah, like I said, they both have their own, um, sets of, like, benefits and cons. For example, <laughs> net... Excuse me. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this was not my show for long enough, so I have to... <laughs> <laughs> I have to feel the light. But yeah, so, do you want to talk about, like, some of the, like, benefits and cons of, like, netplay tournaments versus, like, IRL events? Um, yeah, let's, let's go into how it started, though. I think to, to... Put the fans back if they didn't see how it went on Twitter. So I think where it started was Ginger was talking about how he misses the consistency of live events because he doesn't have to worry about. That he said character choice. I don't see why that's relevant particularly, but sure. Um, but he said about not having to worry about his own internet, how the other person's internet will be, the lag, whatever, like how far away someone is, region lock, all that good shit. Um, to which someone was like, "Lamau, no." IRL was not consistent, <laughs> and that was Europe's uh, Nikki. Right, right, I remember that. Which is then obviously where a lot of people got into the discourse, left and got involved, and was like, absolutely not, IRL tournaments are definitely not that consistent because of reasons that top players have, such as screaming fans and not being able right. to get a set up and all that good shit. So that's where it And the interesting, the interesting to note is that, in general, the trend was that um, non-American players, or I guess in this case was specifically European players, were on the side of, no, IRL tournaments are not consistent at all, like, net play events are so much more convenient and so much better, and then the American players <laughs> were all like, no, our internet sucks over here, um, like, I have so much lag in these sets, there's so much variability to, like, people's setups, um, and that's definitely speaking to, like, the lived experiences of these players, because especially, like, European players, they y'all deal with so much, like, shit coming over to America, y'all have to deal with jet lag, and, like, it's rough. Like, I don't think we talk about that, like, enough. Like, how rough, how much harder it is for, like, Europeans, um, traditionally, to have been able to, like, compete in Melee in American events. I mean, it's, like, it's so much more expensive to, like, fly over here. Um, and so, of course, like, <clears throat> European players will value net play events more because they can just stay at home it's incredibly um, accessible incredibly absolutely accessible. incredibly accessible and it's there's a lot more factors to that too like um healthy eating options is really big a lot of player i i mean i definitely hear that like i <laughs> for example like when i was in when big house moved to detroit i like hated that because i swear there's no all I ate the entire weekend was, like, pizza from Domino's. And, like, you had to wait, like, three hours for, like, the pizza to, like, get delivered to the hotel. Yeah. It was trash. And, like, you can you can pay, like, $20 for, like, three chicken nuggets, like, <laughs> at the if you buy food from a venue. So, honestly, like, the food options, I think that's such a good argument. Like, I definitely feel that. Um, I think, oh, wait, I think about this, though. Um, this kind of, like, tension between that we're having is, like, kind of i think the conversation moves towards like what do we value in terms of competition for melee um because i think like one of the things left and pointed out was like you know you're not in net play tournaments you don't have like 
thousands of people screaming at you. You don't have, like, people around you in close proximity, like, bumping into you. And that kind of got me thinking to, like, more stuff about, like, how do people handle tournament nerves? How do people um, handle fans for and against them? Um, Because that's kind of something that's come up a lot, I think, in our community is, like, there will be players, like, at IRL events um, that get really bad tournament nerves. Um, yeah. And they just can't really deal with the anxiety, like, playing in front of thousands of people. And so do we, like, as a community, do we value the skill that they have when they're playing Melee in friendlies and there's, like, no anxiety and stuff like that and it's just, like, their raw talent? Um, or do we value more, like, how people perform in a tournament in front of thousands of people up on stage when, like how do people deal with like high stakes and stuff like that um and traditionally we've only cared about tournament right like it doesn't matter like what you do in friendlies it, the only thing that matters is like how can you perform in tournament um whereas in net play events um in my opinion i think a lot of that tournament anxiety and stuff kind of cuts out like i've entered a couple of net play tournaments um, a lot of times I'll have really bad tournament anxiety in IRL events. I didn't really feel that in net play events, um, which I think that's an interesting factor to consider. And I wanted to hear your view on that. Hmm. Yeah. So I am actually someone who personally, like, so I'll get into the other factors you mentioned in a second, but yes, very funnily enough, I played a Smash Sisters event yesterday for maybe the first time in two years. Now, I struggle actually with- missed that. I can't believe I missed that. Oh my Disgusting, gosh. Disgusting, honestly. Like, why did <laughs> um, But yeah, so I played in the Smash Sisters tournament for the first time in maybe two years, and I've always chose to commentate them instead because my, not just melee, like, performance nerves in general has always been an issue for me. Always. Um, so I am the world's biggest choker. However, sat in the comfort of my own home, uh, I, I played really well. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not Period. a game. <laughs> But I, I was doing some things. No, but I was significantly more relaxed. And I agree. Right. That, um, I guess how I want to word this is the gameplay aspect, if we're talking only the gameplay, the gameplay is obviously significantly more um, consistent IRL. Like, the chances are, yes, sure, someone might kick uh, an extension cable and like it'll turn off the TV, but it's not as regular as someone, like, desyncing from... Uh, a slippy or like disconnecting their internet or whatever the fuck if you're talking about experiences that are more likely to hinder your gameplay or like your tournament kind of environment then yeah of course being home is is much better worst case your cat walks in and jumps on your lap or which is a classic (laughs) in this house um but obviously yeah there's a big difference between like oh i don't want to i don't want to see this person at this tournament so i'm going to avoid them oh there's not enough setups there's not enough Mm -hmm. food i'm hungry etc so the actual environment is significantly more consistent at home. Of course it's going to be. The gameplay, I would say, is more consistent in person. It has right, to be. Right, and, like, yeah, and I think, like, I think an example was used was, like, people's just performances in general. Like, do you really think Hungrybox would be, like, having these, like, relatively poor performances for him, like, in IRL, um, at IRL events? Um, and, yeah, like, I, there there's already been so many not so many maybe but like at least one um example was like a variance within setups is like the controller overclocking issues and stuff like that and so there are like these little tiny things that do affect oh i've lost you oh oh are you there i don't know i think i am i think you're back Okay, I went back. I went back. Technical issue. We're back. We're back. Okay. I paused. All right. I think we're good. (laughs) Okay. Right. Sorry. Carry on. What were you saying? Um, But yeah. So basically, like netplay does have these like little tiny things that definitely do affect your setup and your tournament performance and the lag that you're experiencing. Um, And we might not even like know all of the like all of these um, contributing factors. Like yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting. Um, It's also. It all depends on. Sorry, go on. Sorry, go ahead. No, go on. <laughs> it, I guess it just depends on, like, the weight that we give each factor as a community, right? Like, how important, like, how much are we weighting healthy food options? How much are we weighting enough friendly setups versus how much do we weight ping, like, high ping and high lag? And But it, you're right. And I think um, definitely going back to the American versus European thing, like, in America, I don't know. I don't know how it is in Europe, but like I think y'all have like a lot better internet options a lot of time, 
in America, it's heavily dependent on where you are geographically. So, like, there are some areas where you just can't get, like, fiber optic mm-hmm. um, cable internet. And that's, like, a big factor. And, I mean, for me personally, like, I have Comcast. Um, and I've never felt, like, when Slippy came out, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, it's like CRT, it's like CRT, it's like CRT. And I was like, holy shit, I got to get this. <laughs> so I downloaded it, I'm playing, and I'm like... I don't know. It doesn't really feel like CRT to me at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely very, very, very amazing. But I, I don't definitely don't think it's like playing on a CRT, and I don't think other American players would agree with that. Um, yeah, I think I think the um, you raise a good point. I think also the difference here is if I go to the states, the chances are the local scene is thriving, and if your internet is yeah. like. Even if your internet's, like, good, you're just like, well, there's a local, like, two seconds away and I can play people right. on CRTs versus in Europe, our scenes are not that big. Like, this, even the, I'd say the bigger ones are probably England and Sweden, maybe. Like, Germany still right. has a pretty, like, relatively big one. But in comparison to America, absolutely not. So, like, again, and I referred to it back in our last podcast, was that I was from Wales, where it was, like, six or seven people at the time. Whereas now, yeah. I have, like, the world, the world's my oyster and I can, I can go crazy. Right. So... It's definitely the choice of, okay, your environment is shitty internet, but a fuck ton of locals with great players versus I have good internet, but no like no local, no no one to play. Mm. So Yeah, that's interesting, definitely. Um, but also, so we, we, yeah. internet, oh, it's like not very accessible to you if you have garbage internet. Right, absolutely. And like, the, you get to the point, at least in America, where like, if you don't live in an area that can have like really good internet, then you're kind of fucked. I mean, like for right now, while yeah. we're in the slippy era. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is an interesting topic because, like, I've definitely thought of netplay events, um, and like where, like, what their role would play when we can have online, I mean, offline events come back. Like, I think netplay events are great, um, and but then you, and they're like really good for practicing, especially practicing tournament environments, um. But we'll we'll definitely have to keep this conversation going as a community of like the role that netplay events will have in like rankings and stuff and like local PRs like will they count for that? Because um, I don't I don't see netplay events going away when um, IRL events come back. Yeah. I think that would be a, a huge waste. But we will definitely have to like there's no like framework um, established already for like the weight that netplay events will hold. Like we can't even come to a consensus in, in the community about should we have a top 100 rankings for netplay events right yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting how this um changes when irl events come back uh, i think back, I, guess. I think when irl events come back i think something i would like to see and that maybe off the top of my head right now it doesn't make the most sense but what has always been an issue i think has been the way the rankings have always gone is that 90% of them are American players and then maybe a small 1% is like a couple of European players a couple of like Japanese players yeah and I remember like I remember back in the day it's just because Americans are the best Chelly get out of here oh my god I remember I remember back in the day where it was like it must have been about five years ago because I remember it was when I had my shitty little red dragon overlay on stream and I was talking to American players, and I was like, yo, Triphasia is better than... <laughs> who was the top... Um, I can't remember who the top Peach was at the time. It was an American Peach. Uh, it was, was it, it was, Mac D? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, and I was like, they're better than Mac D. And they were like, oh, ridiculous, stupid, absolutely no. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Like, why does he come to, to American events? I was like... No, I was like, just because <laughs> you don't know who he is doesn't mean yeah. he's not better than your top peach. And there's a lot of players in, like, I remember Prison obviously became a little bit more well-known recently, mm-hmm. but Europe's been known about Prison for a long time. So what I was getting at was, I think for Europe especially, because Europe definitely struggles with getting their name out there, getting their kind of skills shown to the Americans, because most of the majors are American. And, like, we can't all afford to just fly out you know, a couple of times a year. It costs a small fortune. Like, I do it. It's I do so it, like, six times, times, like, six times a year. I'll Chelly's out here, like, 
like fundraising 24-7 just to be able to fly to an event. It's trash, like I wish. It's terrible. But it man, sucks. money sucks. <laughs> but I have such strong FOMO that I will fucking be there. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it costs a small fortune and it's like yeah. very rare that the American players come to our majors. So it, I think it would be really great if at least Europe could maintain um, a ranking based on online only, which is still, yes, not very good for people who can't get good internet but at the same time mm -hmm. it's still better than not having anything at all so yeah for yeah. sure for sure and i yeah i'm definitely interested in seeing what happens in america at least or i mean just like globally too like because we have to have this conversation i think we have to establish what's going to happen because mm -hmm. like there's been tension in the community between people that do want um online rankings people that think online rankings are fraudulent or whatever you want to call it um yeah so I think we need to have this conversation, but maybe <laughs> I we're know still what their in the pandemic. Is. So. I haven't like super looked into their reasoning, but I, I do want to know what the reasoning is for like online being fraudulent because it's getting to the point where like it's not that delayed anymore. And sure, it definitely like hurts, but a lot of the top players you talk to, they're like, look, LTC was on monitors, LTC seven was on monitors, and they were like, yeah, mm -hmm. but you kind of feel the lag at first. But you get used to it, like, very fast. And a lot of the top players have said that. So it's got to the point where we've been in a pandemic for a year. What is fortunate about it anymore? Except Definitely. for, like, garbage, garbage internet connection, which is fair. I wouldn't base it. Like, yeah, if for whatever and... reason they had, like, a match and, like, the fucking internet was crazing out and then someone won on some bullshit, I wouldn't count that particular match towards a, towards a ranking. Right. But it's, it's, I think it's hard, though. Like, I definitely see both sides. Because, like... I think you definitely have to region lock tournaments. Um, I think that's pretty yes. vital. But then, what tournament was it? Levo when like it was region locked up until like top sixteen or something. Um, there was a tournament that just happened. I think it was what Levo in like America. Wait, so it was region locked up until top sixteen? Yeah, or like some some bracket part. I think like top sixteen. It was region locked, and then like those people like played for top eight and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, and. But th then you get into the thing, like, like I was watching a set where Johnny, um, he didn't, like, disconnect in an actual game, but his internet went down, or S2J, mm -hmm. um, he, his, like, internet went down. I think that's, like, I think I've seen that before from him, too. Yeah. Um, and then, like, that sucks for the other player, because, like, their game gets, their match gets delayed, and, like, maybe they're, we're just warming up, now they get, you know, like, iced out a little bit, so there's a lot of variables, but... We should try to establish a consistent um, guide or like framework for yeah. for this moving forward as a community. I think. I think That's what kind of my main point. I feel like what would be a good idea for for when IRL tournaments come back because obviously IRL will have the higher prize money pots is what I assume. But I think what they should do is, and this is just an idea, call it awful, but. I think if they carry on with online tournaments afterwards, the prize pot has to be significantly smaller. And then what should happen is if your internet fucking like dies in between, that is not the fault of the other player. I think you should just get DQ'd. And even if it only blips out for like, like Charlie, five what's a minutes, hot take? It is a hot take. It is a hot take. But I think like that's not for now. Not for now. Definitely not for now. But right. when IRL tournaments come back and you can definitely like actually fight for your honor, like cool but like if there's an average right. tournament say it's like five hundred dollars for the prize pool but if your internet goes out you're essentially i think you're like low-key icing out the other player and the other player is like waiting for you and like could be just, right it's you know what I mean? yeah so it just sucks. in the same way that like if you pause during a during a match like you get dq'd or you lose mm -hmm. a stock or something like you that. lose a stock yeah yeah but... or maybe we do lose a stock but i just think like as long as the if the prize pool was really high and then someone forced you to DQ, that would suck. Like it's not your fault that your internet went down. Right. That would be fucking awful. So if we lower the prize pots of online tournaments, like super low, so that if you get DQ'd because your internet was shitty, it's like not such a big deal as opposed to it being like two hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. But yeah. That's in like hot. in like your opinion, what if we have this mixture of IRL events and netplay events? How do you think like? local PR ranking or like <clears throat> even like a global top 100 would work do you think they should be offline events only do you think they should count some way like we can like I don't know develop some way to weight net play events less than IRL events but still have them within that like calculation I don't know what would you think <clears throat> comment 
below for your opinion. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should be getting on to the next topics, I guess. That's like, hopefully have a can of, like, worms, I, I guess. I don't know, I don't know how you, like, that's definitely it, These are hard questions, yeah. right? These are hard questions we need to, like, we haven't really been answering, like, we haven't really been having this discourse very much, and, well, it, it's interesting to think about. We'll see what happens. I think we should just shun bad internet. I don't know. <laughs> just cancelled. <laughs> yeah. I think there, there must be a way to, like, if you if you were a well-known player for having fucking awful internet, so say, say like, you and I were, like, I don't know, top 100 or whatever, and then my internet is consistently every fucking event just dying, my results towards uh, my top 100 ranking should only be offline. Only, only, only. Because the only <laughs> way I'm winning other ones is probably some bullshit online jerky. But say if you're <laughs> top 100 and your online is consistent, you've like not really had that many issues, maybe like a blip here and there, and you also mm. play online, I think yours should be a mixture of the results. Yeah, I, I see that. I think that's like really hard to put into practice, especially yeah. with like a lot of people, but interesting. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to like... It's a hard question. Like I, I, I mean, I think we'll end up going there out of like, I think realistically, we'll, we're not going to be um, factoring in net play events mm -hmm. when IRL events come back. Yeah. But I mean, all of these questions of like accessibility and net play increases the accessibility for the player base. Um, so maybe they should be weighted. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, but yeah, with that, I think we should head into the maybe get into the next topic. If yes. You're down. Yes, um, so we were talking about when IRL tournaments came back, if we had the choice, the opportunity, the money, um, the resources, do, the resources, <laughs> CRTs to do a tournament, <laughs> where would we do it? Why would, like, I think it's a really cool art to be able to do a tournament because not everyone runs a good tournament and you think it's easy. Like, bring your CRTs, run the bracket. Respect. Easy. Appreciate your tournament organizers, first and foremost. Take we them. love you. <laughs> we love you, TOs. We, your work is amazing and we love you. All right, unless you're ahead. a shitty TO. Like a <laughs> unless, you, TO. unless you give me the wrong seed. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, like, it's not as easy as people make it out to be. You don't just bring the CRT, set them up. And even that is, like, quite quite the event. Uh, but, you know, you don't just bring the CRT, run the bracket. There's there's a lot of nuance to it. Where am I going to put Sponsored it? Sponsored by city? Gaming Generations. <laughs> um, you know, is there is there healthy food options around? Will we get stabbed yeah, in this city? Right. You know, do we want a theme? Like, what's going to make my especially like, the best? Like, and running events is not, like, a cash grab. Like, people lose money from running events. Like, they have to pay so much for the venues, so much for... The setups and then like people don't want to be paying their venue fees if it's over ten dollars it's like we gotta pay like we gotta make these events go positive so also, we can continue having them god rest plank and his however much money he lost in <laughs> absolutely absolutely um so the question is milo darling if you could run a tournament anywhere with anything at any place any theme <laughs> What, how would you do Like, imagine there's no limitations. How would you do it? Okay, this was, like, such a hard prompt for me. Like, it's just so, like, there's so many, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Like, it was so cool. I think the answer I came up with is, like, very, very basic. But you know what? That's okay. <laughs> I want a tour... <laughs> I want a tournament at the beach. I want to be on a hotel on the beach. Think of, like, Smash and Splash, but it's not a water park in Wisconsin. It's, like, a beach in, like, I don't know, California, maybe. Like, San Miami. Diego. Some shit like Absolutely, that. San Diego. Yes. That would be perfect. Um, but, I, I mean, I just love the beach. I don't know. It's basic, but a girl loves her son. And also, <laughs> I've always... Um, throwing the idea around of like instead of a doubles tournament at a major can we do a doubles volleyball tournament because <laughs> i love volleyball i'm a big volleyball player i obviously love haikyuu anyone that knows me and if we have the tournament at the beach we can play some beach volleyball we can do a doubles like beach volleyball tournament it would be so sickening um so yeah that's kind of my dream <laughs> my dream tournament <laughs> what about you so mine was actually very similar to yours. However, mine had a slight difference. I was thinking about, um, you know how you get amusement parks, but they're kind of, 
near a beach or like near some areas yeah like yeah yeah so i also I thought like... of beach because i i love the sun and i'm a i'm a beach nerd um that's why we get along so well <laughs> thinking a food festival um slash like okay uh what, what's the word i'm thinking of it's like it's like a beach amusement park so it's not like a it's not like a roller coaster park it's not like you uh, god i don't even know what I it's called no not idea. like six flags not like six flags or like like you know, a the theme park ones. not a theme park not a theme park but like a small like you know when you go to the beach and they have like those shitty like little rides like dumbass right. rides like a carnival like the single I guess. yeah 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 okay kind of like that there's a lot of beaches or especially in europe there's a lot of beaches that'll have like the little the shitty little like log flume thing and like, right right you can shoot ducks and eat candy floss and shit like that so I was thinking so a tournament like that would be amazing because you would have, and if you had the food festival and shit like that, you have like a bunch of food options. Yeah, um, that's perfect. And then you could go, if you want to go and get candy floss or fucking salad or whatever you want to do, <laughs> go and get whichever. Wait, what did you say? Candy floss? Candy floss? What the fuck do you call it? What is candy floss? Candy floss is like the, it's, you have like the stick and then it has like pink and like, it's like sugar. Cotton candy. <laughs> Wait, wait, how is that floss? It's like a cloud. Why? How is that floss? <laughs> if it's cotton candy, why are you calling it a cloud? Is it not cloud candy? No, it's like cotton because it looks like cotton. Clouds look like cotton. <laughs> you don't, it doesn't look like floss. Anyway, whatever. Good point, good point. Um, I'll give you, I'll give you the American that one. I'll That's so that. funny though. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, that kind of that kind of like area, that kind of like vibe, like where there's a bunch of food, there's a bunch of like little log flumes and shoot the ducks and that would be so cute. I love the, that. Whatever the fuck, that kind of thing. We can have a we can set up a volleyball net and have my doubles tournament. <laughs> we can literally like combine the two if because yeah, I mean they're pretty similar. much right, right. So yeah, that would be really that, cute. That'd be hype, and then there'd be food. Like nobody can complain about food. The only thing I think people could complain about is the bad lighting because if it's sunny. Well, I was, I wasn't thinking like the actual tournament would be outside. I, I would love like a hotel on the beach. Oh, that would be hype. <laughs> yeah, and the venue's like attached to the hotel. Then you like play your round one matches. You go o two, and then you go out to the beach. Okay. So optimally speaking, okay. So there's a place where I used to live. Um, any Welsh people watching this? Barry Island. And Barry Island is like some shit. Barry Island. Barry Island, yeah. You have um, Barry T, Barry Island. No, no, Barry, <laughs> Barry, like B A R. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, and how how it's set up? There's there's a beach and there's like that little amusement area and there's like uh, chip shops and shit like that all there. Um, like fish and chip shops, and there is I think like a hotel somewhere near it, but it's like a hotel and then like an arcade slash casino. That's right. So I'm thinking, if you're not having an actual hotel theme, have a hotel casino with an arcade, with the amusement park and the beach volleyball pool, <laughs> and a beach, <laughs> and a beach, <laughs> no, no, and maybe a water park too. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just have like helicopters flying over, yeah, <laughs> like a huge like projection screen like in the in the sky that like. You see top eight on. <laughs> and then we watch the sunset together and we release fireworks <laughs> after grand Oh my god, fireworks after grand finals would be fucking sick. Would actually. be iconic. So yeah, we Oh my gosh, why is why is this not happening yet? Like what's going on? Come we on to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, that'd be sick actually. So play until like the sun goes down and then everyone goes on the beach for a little uh beach fire party with music. Right. That would be so that would be a dream. Oh my god. That'd be perfect. That is the perfect tournament, high key. But we want to know all of your comments and followers, anyone listening to the podcast, what would be your, like, dream tournament? Yeah, no limits, no money limits, no nothing. Like, just what, if you could, what would you do? Because even Royal Flush even had just the casino, and that was so much fun. And, <gasps> I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of tournaments have, like, casinos nearby that are always super fun to go to. So even that is, like, really good. Yeah, I think so. I mean, honestly, some of the bigger tournaments are just the most simple. Like, look at Genesis. Genesis is just just a tournament big house mm -hmm. is just a tournament in a place there's no like it's not like smash and splash or riptide or royal flesh where it had like a not a gimmick i don't say gimmick but like you know one was a water park one was a casino another just another attraction but yeah. i think it like makes it really does like make the tournament i think in my opinion i had so much fun at smash and splash like i had so much fun at royal flesh i like <clears throat> i want more tournaments in that category i think yes. it's like i think it's super healthy for spectators i think you know what i mean i think you like 
feel like spectators will get like more of their money's worth because they get to go to water park too yeah. i don't know i think i would be really cool to see more tournaments like in that category yeah i agree because so. as someone like who goes oh and two to three and two <laughs> um yeah i mean i got plenty of time to spare and you know a lot of my friends <laughs> might do better than me so if i want to go for a swim i remember splash splash was great i remember after i think it was the second day um i remember just a bunch of people were like oh uh, pool bar and it, like to be yes. fair, we took so long to get there and we got kicked out like <laughs> but we like when is this little pool bar sat down and we just like in a little it was so fun here. yes ah. those drinks were so good those we drinks were, were huge too they were like the glass were, was like this long they were like ten dollars a refill i think or like maybe more but yeah it was something like that i don't know but yeah i think even though genesis and big house are like the hard hitters the ones that have like the little the little things that make them just that little bit more fun really hold a place in my heart. I'm super down for like the gambling and, like, or the water they parks. make them, they make them like so much more memorable, rememberable too. Um, memorable. Like I remember Smash and Splash, memorable. Sure, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah, m- memorable, not rememberable. <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> They make them so much more memorable, and like I just like the pool bar and Smash and Splash, like that was so much fun. So we need more stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, which actually then gets us into our final piece. Uh, we were reminiscing a little bit about one of our favorite tournaments, which was Pound Twenty Nineteen. Yeah. So we are going to give you two of our favorite in bracket memories and two of our just personal memories from from Pound Twenty Nineteen. Iconic tournament, honestly. Honestly, it was iconic. Pound was amazing. It was my first pound because the pound before that. Really? Uh, yeah, because the pound before that was pound the first five. One back, wasn't it? No. Yeah. <clears throat> was pound? Yeah. No, there was a twenty eighteen one. Oh no, 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 it was pound six, right? Pound six, yeah, yeah. So pound six, so that and was the first one back, and then then twenty nineteen. Yeah, so pound six was the one like in Tyson's corner. I guess you weren't there. It's a it's was a place in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. And that was that was my first tournament where I competed. Actually, pound six. Um, my first major was like the Super Smash Con before that, mm-hmm. but I didn't compete. But I competed at that one, and that that was a fun tournament too. But we're talking about pound twenty nineteen, which happened at the new and improved like Xanadu venue, which was super super awesome at Laurel Racetrack. Um, I'm from MDVA, so pound is, has a special place in my heart. I love it. Um, but yeah, do you want to go into your your mem- the mems first? The mems first. Okay, so yeah, so I think the reason that I wanted to go to Pound was the, the Pound previous. It was because the, the Pound previous, the Pound, Pound 6 was very, very iconic. And I was like, okay, I am so going iconic. to go to this Pound. This Pound's great. Right. Um, so I went, a lot of people went to that to that event. Um, loved the venue. I think it was maybe the first time I'd been to the venue. Um, and... I, th- I went through the matches um, earlier on today, and there was a lot of matches that I really liked, but I'm going to pick some unusual matches that I don't think you necessarily think I would have picked. Um, so I'm going to pick the J-Flex versus Calvar, and I think I need to oh. atone for my fuck chic tweet, because I upset a lot of chic players yesterday, because I tweeted fuck chic. Um, <laughs> I was too. Fuck chic, though. I thought, oh, I hate chic so much. Um... <laughs> but actually, no, I do really like a lot of Sheik players, as long as they're not playing me. Um, so... Yeah, I love, like, I love watching, like, high-level Sheik play. I mean, it's just I hate playing the matchup. I mean, yes, exactly. we all have matchups we like to play and we don't like to play. You and know? I mean, everyone hates Sheik, even Sheik. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I remember watching J-Flex uh, Calvar. I believe I was commenting it to you, actually. And it was one of the first times that I really sat down and watched Calvar play. Now, I'm a Marth main um, I really enjoyed watching. I'd seen him play before, but I hadn't seen like a fully fledged match. Um, and I actually am not sure. I can't even remember if he won it, but I just remember watching J Flex too, which is the first time I'd ever heard of him. Um, and they were very even. And there's something about a Marth Sheik matchup that if it's even, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah, I don't like I totally any of them agree. dogging on like the other one. I, I, I'm just like, eh, that's a boring match. Mm-hmm. But whereas, like, I think there's certain characters that like. For instance, if Peach went against, like, Puff, and then absolutely dogged on the Puff, that'd be hype as fuck. I'm, like, super here for it. But I think because she can Martha... St- I don't want to say even, but kind yeah, of... Yeah, I think... I think Sheik Marth has, like... I don't know, maybe the most potential for being, like, a true even matchup. Like, 
we get a ton of people playing saying like, oh no, Sheik, like Sheik beats Marth, and a lot of other people are like, no, Marth beats Sheik. So like, we don't even know. You know what I mean? I think Sheik beats Marth like. I'm on that page too. Much. Like time. I'm on that page. I'm on that page too. But but nobody knows. You know. I think. No, I know. Fuck Sheik. Um, she. <laughs> no, I think the only reason I think Sheik has the edge, I I would say it was mostly even. The only reason I think Sheik slightly has it is because of her killing power. That's literally the only thing I think. Because if she fears me, I'm fucking... If I fear her, she's just like, fuck, what are you going to do next? Like, I find it so fucking hard. <laughs> Another fair, you can combo her, but yeah. I mean, yeah, but it takes so long. Or she fears me, <laughs> and I'm just dead. Or she, like, sex kicks me, and I'm dead. Or she just fucking up airs me, and I'm dead. And there's just, everything is death. Like, everything is death. It's hard, it's I hard. I can up smash her, and, like, she won't die. She can up smash me, and I fucking... <laughs> <laughs> so... So yeah, but I really enjoyed that match. The reason I enjoyed that match. Wait, was, who won that? Who won that set? I, I feel like J Flex did. I, if I remember won, yeah. rightly. But that would make sense. That would make sense because then I was looking at. I glanced at the bracket. I didn't like. Um, there are a couple sets that I want to point out that I um, I didn't really like rewatch them though, so I can't really talk about them much. But I did see J Flex in like the top um, forty-eight. Yeah, J Flex did really and well that tournament. He yeah he lost. To, he ended up losing to. I want to say cool line, but don't quote me on that. Or no, shoot, shoot or something. Uh, I don't know. That was also the pound of the. Um, that was the pound of the ICs because the ICs were yeah. like on that pound. Yeah, so that's kind of maybe I'll go into one, but I guess I don't really want to necessarily talk about specific tournaments. But I just want to talk about like this tournament was great for MDVA. Um, obviously, during this time, like Zayn was at the top by now, and I think I guess he was in contention for like top three. I want to say. Um, I don't know how accurate that is, but but yeah, at this point, um, Zane's like at the top, and like that's great for MDVA. We haven't really had a representative from MDVA be at like that high level in a long time, um, and so he's doing really well. And then we also have Jerry, who Jerry was like super up and coming. Like, I mean, everyone knew about Jerry um, in his. I think he previously went by Obi. I think that was his name. Um, and he was kind of like a netplay warrior when, Net, when like Anthers Ladder kind of first came out, and he got super super good on netplay. And then within our region MDVA, he would ju- he just at some point he started he started as a Falcon main, and then I think he switched to Fox and then Puff and then back to Fox. But at some point he like started winning every Xanadu he ever entered, and like no one could be Jerry. It was wild. And then at Pound Twenty Nineteen, I guess. I think there was a Smash Con before this where he mained Puff, and that was kind of a breakout tournament for him. And then this pound, he was maining Fox. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, it's just another Puff main. Like, he's just doing, like, Puff gimmicks. But now he's, like, beating the fuck out of people with Fox, and it's, like, iconic. And this tournament, he beat Lucky 3-2. Then he 3-0'd KJH, which was huge. And that, I rewatched that set um, before we did this, and that, that set was, like, really, really good. And Jerry just um, looked super clean. Um, and yeah, and then yeah, we had Cool Lime, and Cool Lime, um, Cool Lime's kind of like an enigma to me in like MTVVA. Like, I don't think he enters that much, but when he does enter, like, he just like gets these results that are completely wild. And I don't know, some people will say it's ICs, like this wobbling, but but no, he's an amazing some player. Some will say it's ICs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Cool Lime's an amazing player, and he got like top. Uh, did he get top twelve? I think I don't know. Maybe I'll just look up the bracket. Uh, yeah. top six. Top sixteen, probably, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so he did super well. Wasn't that um, before he went? Wasn't that the same? I think Coolum did so well at that that I believe that's how he ended up getting into Summit. Oh my gosh! Wait, I forgot Coolum was in Summit. I have a really embarrassing story, actually. So I actually didn't know what Coolum looked like, and I remember I visited a Summit uh, the one year. And I was like, oh, yo, what's up, what's your name? And he was like, I think it's, it's Diego, I think that's his name. Yeah, Diego Wheat. Yeah, so he was like, oh, yo, yo. But he didn't say anything, like, you know, I was just like, oh, hey, what's your name? And he's like, oh, Diego. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you. I had no idea who the fuck he was until he sat down. And I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. <laughs> and he, like, started doing that. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I'd never seen him. Right. Like, he was always, like, someone I saw. But, like, um, I think I'd saw him on a couple of online tournaments. But I hadn't seen his face. So... So yeah, <laughs> Colum did really well that tournament. Yeah, I'm just pulled up the bracket. Um, where is he? Coolime, yeah, Coolime did beat J Flex three two. Ah okay. Um, so I did remember seeing that. That was in I don't know what standings these were like some losers match. 
and then Cool Line beat Big Kid, and then Cool Line beat Two Saint as well. So. That oh, was big. I forgot was... about that. Oh my god, did yeah, you see that so... set though? The Cool Line Two Saint set. I probably did. I forget it though. It was wait, awful. did is that when it? Wait, was that when it? Didn't it go to timeout? It was when I'm sure I'm sure I'm thinking of the right the right match here. This is when like two saying like just like sat like this and he was just like Yeah I remember that. No, I do remember that. And then he just like didn't care anymore. He just like right. stopped caring. No, I do remember that. He was um, very but yeah, upset. so Cool Lime took out and then Cool Lime beat Kaon. So Cool Lime was just going in on these tri-state players. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. God I remember. Shout out to Cool Lime. <laughs> and yeah, Cool Lime made top twelve. Nice. Wow, that's iconic. Because um, he had a really good showing with Puff, because um, he had switched to Puff for a while, and his Puff was amazing and was winning Xanadu's. And then he had a really good showing with Puff at a Super Smash Con, I, um, I think the one before this, whichever year that was. Mm -hmm. And then um, switched to Fox and got amazing with Fox and started winning every Xanadu with Fox, and then comes to Pound and beats some seasoned fox mains like known to be really good at the ditto and now jerry was like super being taken seriously as a top player and on his way to the top um and i don't know where jerry is now i don't know if he's entering i was about I to say that i was like i haven't heard yeah jerry for, like, so i don't i i think he was like playing ultimate for like when ultimate came out <laughs> i don't yeah <laughs> i don't i don't exactly know i i don't know if he's still playing melee but jerry we want you to come back please <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, okay. So the other match that I had um, prepared was the match where it was Zane IBW, um, IBDW, <laughs> which was honestly. So I remember I knew of IBDW, but I didn't know about IBDW. And this, I feel you know like where like in the bracket this was. But do you know what? I can actually tell you because I watched it. No, I can't. No, I'm just like, oh, oh. Hang on, I'm ruining everything. Two seconds. I'm gonna. Hang on. Yeah. So it's like top twenty-four losers. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I knew about IBDW and IBDW was very good. Um. But he had a match with Zane, and I believe it went to game five, and it was very sick. It was very cool. I think this was like one of IBW's best showings. I think this is where like IPW started to like start going up. He it's was like sponsored super by like, fast at the top. Yeah, he was sponsored by Ace at the time, so this was pre pre Panda Global days. Um, oh my gosh! So this was like when I f when I found out about how good IBW was against Zane. And that was Wait, I'm confused match. though. Are we talking about this is Pound 2019? Yep. Hang on. So Pound 2019. I, do you know what? I can send you the link potentially. Oh, not fucking. Not Zane. Why am I saying Zane? Zane's in my mind. Pew pew. Pew pew. Not Zane. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. Because I'm looking at the bracket. Like, I'm not, I'm not following. No, like, I'm a dumb asshole. No, I, I think because Zane was on the mind. Because we were talking about, like. MGBA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Pew pew. Pew pew. Pew pew. Because pew pew had a really. Uh, if I remember rightly, did really well. Um, yeah, he did have a little run. And I think this was a really cool pound as well because this was the pound where it was Pew Fat versus Plup Two King. And that doubles final was incredible. Oh my gosh, I don't remember it. I believe uh, Plup Two King won it. It was like one of the first times that Pew Fat had been upset in a while. So... I miss doubles. I haven't played doubles in so long. Yeah, me neither. Sorry, fucking Zane. Z Pew Pew. Pew Pew. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm so stupid, dude. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my second pick. Well, there were definitely some memorable sets <laughs> from Found 2019. And do you want to talk about some personal memories? Yes, I do want to share how, how, though, however, the, I think Pound 2019's Grand Finals was maybe one of the worst Grand Finals I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Hungrybox versus Mango, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, because Ma yeah, Mango beat HBox in winners. And then Hungrybox 3 1, 3 0 him. Yeah, it was just not It was yeah. not the uh, the epic battle. Like, that was so trash. And then, <laughs> wait, and then someone threw a crab at Hungrybox. That was indeed the same one. 
Yeah, I just oh think, my like, gosh. I didn't mind Homebox winning. That Like, I've got no beef with it. I've seen it many times. But I think yeah. I was just expecting more of a battle. Like, I, I'm Absolutely. always here for, like, a 3-2... Three, three, like, if it had been, like, a 3-2 and then a right, reset and then 3-2 right, right. again, I'd have loved it. But it was just so... It was, it was so soon. I was like, oh. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, it was a bummer. But... I mean, obviously, congrats, Hungrybox. Yeah. And I in no way endorse throwing a crab. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Person. I think that's the thing. It's, it's just, like, it's the it's absurdity, the absurdity of it is just so funny to me. Like, we're in Maryland, <laughs> and you're going to throw a crab. It's so funny. Do you know what? A funny story, though. I was, I was briefly sat next to the guy who threw it, because there was a small really? group of us. So the way the pen stage was, there was, like, two stages. And Grand Finals was, on, like, on the one side. And mm-hmm. then a bunch of, like, Mango Nation decided to, like, sit on the other side. There's, like, pictures of it. Um, and we're all just kind of there, like, let's go, Mango, woo! And some dude, like, <laughs> sat next to it. Like, there was, like, a bunch of dudes that we didn't know. But, you know, they, right. were, trying, they were trying to watch. We're not going to say no. And I remember seeing the guy, and I couldn't tell you what he looked like. But I remember he was like, oh, yeah, like, just went to this crab place nearby. Oh, he's like, a primary witness. Like <laughs> well, I didn't see him throw it. I didn't see him throw it. But he was, like, chatting to us for a while. And he was like, oh, I fucking, you know, I hate homie box. Like, the usual kind of, like, eh. Right. Um, I just thought it was, you know, whatever. And then I remember he won, and this dude was gone. And then I just remember seeing the crab, and I was like, wait. <laughs> I, was like, Hold on. I was like, this man said he was going to eat this later, and all of a sudden he's just thrown it at homie box. I saw the weapon. I saw the weapon up close. So, yeah. That is funny. And it's even, like, funnier because our friend um, Sweet Pea, I think that's her tag, right? She, uh... Oh, I've lost you. She, like, she, like, tweeted... She was there, and she, like, tweeted a picture of, like, this... She was sitting behind the guy, and, like, the guy had the crab, and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, you know you're in Maryland when, like, someone brought a crab to the venue. (laughs) Oh my god. Little so did weird. she know that <laughs> that crab was a weapon. Yeah, it was so weird, dude. It was, it's, what a strange time. But it makes for, like, an insane story. Like, totally, for this sure. This guy had a Something... crab thrown at him. It makes the tournament memorable, would you say? I would say so. <laughs> um, I actually was going to tell that crab story as one of my memories, so back to you in the studio. <gasps> I'm sorry, I stole your thunder. <laughs> no, you're good, you're good. I mean, I brought it up, so it's cool. Right, right. Um, I guess one of my memories is, like, this is the first time ever I went out in drag. Yes, um, I remember that. That was really, really fun. Um, I did, like, some really cute makeup looks the entire weekend. Um, I was, like, in and out of the venue, kind of, because, like I said, I'm from MTVA, um, and the Xanadu venue is, like, 30 minutes from where I was living at the time, um... And I didn't, and I didn't compete at this tournament because I had like other stuff going on during the weekend. But it was super fun, and um, everyone was super nice. And like, oh, I got so many compliments on my makeup, and that was my first time like in drag at a tournament, and it was super, super nice. Um, so that was definitely a really good memory. I did look very busted. <laughs> my, my makeup was not cute, but I did get a lot of compliments, and everyone was super nice. So I, I, those are like the important times to remember, like. We can kind of, like, I guess there's a lot of negativity, obviously, that we see in the Smash community a lot, um, especially in regards to, like, I think that's exacerbated when everything is online like it is right now. Um, But honestly, when I go to, like, when I go to tournaments and I present very femme or, like, I'm wearing makeup, I get, like, I don't really get a lot of, like, negativity, honestly. I get a lot of positive reinforcement, and that, like, makes me feel really good. Um, So it is nice to remember those times especially now during these online times when we don't see that as much, when you can't experience that, that as much. Um, but there is a lot of good in this community. So. I mean, I feel like the thing is, is the people who are online actually just don't fucking go to tournaments. They just, like, kind Absolutely. of watch. Right. Just, they, they just do not actually attend the tournaments and know anyone. Totally, totally, totally. So that's why I always feel significantly safer at an IRL tournament than I do online. Because, like, like, online like, sucks. Right, like, I would feel safer, like, at an online... I mean, at a tournament than like watching my set on stream where i'm like wearing makeup because yeah, exactly. <laughs> like i've done that before like i i commentated as andy once and i was like wearing makeup and like uh i got some mean uh, some really mean comments in the twitch chat and i was like watching back and it like kind of sucked but you know when i'm at the tournament everyone's super nice so yeah yeah i've never to be honest like again this is just my personal experience but i don't think i've ever had anyone just come up to me like oh ugh woman, go back to your 
kitchen. Or, like, it's never happened. It's never been a thing. Right, again, right, that's just yeah. my experience. It might have happened to, to other women. And obviously, there's a multitude of experiences that women will go through a tournament. However, if Absolutely. you wanted to put me into a room with all the people who currently go to tournaments and all the people, and then you put me into a room with all the online people, fuck that. No. Right. <laughs> like, right. that is a dangerous little fucking pool of people I don't want to be yeah. in. Whereas there's, like, a bad egg here here and there. Um, right, absolutely. Yeah, fuck online. Most of the people on, on online are just not even part of the community. They just want to be on there to call hmm. people bad words and cause issues and stuff. So. Anyways. Anyways. Um, fuck, I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Hound was very close to a casino. And your girl likes to gamble. So I remember there was a group of us. <laughs> it's um, true, it's true. So I think it was after grand finals? I, I could be confused with the days because obviously playing 2019 was fucking a couple of years ago. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was after grand finals and a bunch of us went to a casino and we got really drunk and <laughs> you're just dying on me. <laughs> no! <laughs> so sorry. I swallowed that tea on the wrong hole. Oh, ah. Um, so yeah, so after grand finals, we, a bunch of us went to the casino. I, I want to say, like, Wens was there, Chillin was there, uh, Lucky was there, Mango was there. A bunch of people, a bunch of people went. The DJ and, squad. Yeah, yeah, like, Johnny, I think, may have been there. Right? I can't remember. There was a bunch of people. Kalindi. And I remember we stayed there until, like, four in the morning. Like, however long it was, like, open, we were there. And then we went back to the hotel, fell asleep, and because it was the day that we were supposed to all be leaving, we were all up very early. I want to say we were in the mm-hmm. lobby, like the hotel lobby by nine. And I remember, so I can't remember whether it was Wens or whether it was Mango, but they walked in and they were like, yo, casino? <laughs> and we were like, nah, I'd be kind of down. No, no, ha, 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 and we Unless. went to the casino, and then we literally, <laughs> so for like five hours after we'd just been kicked out of the casino because it was closing time, we were back in that shit, like, That's pretty iconic. much straight again, um, and it was just ridiculous, like, getting into the car and just kind of, like, driving back five hours later, having, like, next to no sleep, semi-still <laughs> drunk, and then getting there Babe, and still it's 9am, time for the casino. <laughs> it was so good. Like, you definitely still, like, a little drunk, and then you were just, like, I remember being like, oh, we're not going to drink there, right? Because I'm fucking dying. They're like, here, the dog. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so that was some degenerate shit. And um, we all gambled until we had to fly home. But that that was a really good memory for me. So That is a really good memory. I think I went to the casino every night except for, like, two. Did you, like, win money or lose money? Or you can refrain to answer. <laughs> I actually barely remember. I just remember the first night that I came back from the casino, I'd had far too many drinks, and I threw up outside the hotel. Love that um, for you. I don't endorse that. We've all been there. I don't actually throw up that often, but that night, for whatever reason, I blame the tequila in, in MDVA. Certainly oh my gosh, fun. wait, do you remember the, the smash punch? Because at that pound, that's where oh, they had the little yeah. bar, and they had the little, like, green, like, smash punch. That shit, that like, slapped. Yeah, that, that was, was so dumb. good. I like that. Though. Okay, so this is what I like. I know a lot of people don't like um, alcohol at venues and stuff like that, but I think the Ray, we talked about that. It can- yeah, we talked about it in our last podcast. Check it out. Um, but I think when you don't allow alcohol into the venue, people will, like, sneak it in, and, like, and it's, like, a large manner of alcohol. But the, the good thing about Pound was that it was controlled and there was a bar and it wasn't like people Absolutely, were drinking right. out of their mind, but people were just like uh-huh. having little drinks where it was very, very controlled. And I don't think I actually saw anyone drunk at the Pound venue and I didn't see anyone drunk unless they were at the casino, which was like a few miles away. You had to drive to get there. Right. Um, so yeah, I think actually that would be a great idea if you're going to have alcohol at an event. In fact, I I would encourage having alcohol at an event as long as it's like controlled, because then it stops people wanting to bring shit in and then it getting mm-hmm. out of hand. Pound was sick. Pound yeah, was so well controlled. Pound was so good. That shit was fab. Ugh. <laughs> Take me back. I'm so sad that Pound 2020 didn't happen. You know. How I know. That was literally the next one too. That's the one. We, that's the first one we lost. Was Pound 2020 because mm-hmm. we had Genesis. Right, because that pound happens in, like, April, right? Like, mid-April, kind of? Mm-hmm. And then, that, that was oh, my goodness. gosh. Rest in peace. <laughs> this Both podcast is in memory of Pound 2020. <laughs> First one we lost. Never forgotten. Always missed. 
Oh, I was so sad. I remember when Pound Online was announced to you, and I was like, I'm not going to fucking watch that. I'm just going to be sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be sad about it. It just hit my face. Right. <sighs> sad times. We'll have it back, though. I'll be there for Pound 2025 when everything opens up again. 2025, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Big sad energy. Um, so if you have answers to what kind of tournament you would like to run, please pop them in the comments. If you don't like what we've said, tell us in the comments. If you don't like us, tell us in the comments. Just Absolutely. No, maybe not. Give me a fuck about what you have to say, okay? My confidence is fragile. Please don't <laughs> keep that to yourself. <laughs> say what you want about me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. If you want to talk to me, pull up to me at a major and say that shit. Do not. True. What is safe to what is safe to have my relevance? <laughs> safe to my Don't hide behind your keyboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, please, please leave a comment or a like or whatever you you like to do. Uh, we'll be back next month. Uh, we'll probably be talking about Smash Twitter and bringing back the memories of our fallen tournaments again. Um, bring back fresh ones. <laughs> God bless. Um, and yeah, this has been this has been wonderful to have you again. Appreciate you for coming through. Thank you for coming to the T.GG, and we will see you next time. Peace. Ciao. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 